Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. My man. I like Kamal's in the studio with us today, and I like how you chimed in right there. That was good. That was good. Uh, so with you as always, uh, I am uh, one of your hosts for the night, uh, this or <laughs> evening or uh, for the podcast, whatever the podcast, you're listening to, for it. the recording. Uh, I'm Rohit Rohila. With you quite frequently is Kyle Reed, Glenn Rocks here. All right, ready to do this, fellas? We ready, baby. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we did a we did an experiment amongst the three of us all around escapism. And it's going to be an extremely powerful episode, one that you will want to practice for yourself. And so to kind of let you know what we did, uh, the purpose behind it and everything, is the man across the mic from me, Senor Kyle Reed. Thank you, Roy. Thank you. I, I like how you said that because I think we're painting a picture for the audience because I am the man across the mic from you. Oh, yeah. And Glenn is my right-hand man today. Um, so this week's episode, as Rohit mentioned, was, uh, I guess we'll call it an escapism challenge. What we had discussed uh, uh, is escapism, the difference between positive and negative escapism. For me, running can be an escape, although it's a positive escape. I don't do it to run away from problems. I do it for clarity. I do it because I enjoy it. I do it to push myself. Uh, I do it to challenge myself. A form of negative escapism would be something like watching television, playing video games, playing on your phone, things that we do to simply kill time, take up time. Why in the world would you want to kill time? That's the only thing that you don't get to decide how much you have. You have a finite amount of it. You can't create more. There's a certain number of hours in a day. Why do you want to do things just to kill time? I honestly don't know how much time you have left. No clue. Absolutely no clue. So that was one of the things that we we said was essentially criteria, if you will, for negative forms of escapism. These are things you're doing to escape whatever it is in life, the day-to-day tasks that need to be accomplished, work, family, friends, home, whatever that looks like. We decided to take these things that don't provide value to us and remove them from our lives. They could be habits that we've created. I know mine was was an ingrained habit. I really wasn't getting anything from it. It wasn't providing any value to me. So to remove it from my life was very, very difficult and very easy at the same time, if that makes sense. Um, And I'll talk more about that in, in a little bit here, but... I think that's where we really wanted to go with this is there are various forms of escapism. Some can be positive and we didn't want to rule those out. We wanted to pinpoint negative forms of escapism, forms that don't add value to our lives and remove those and then come back and have a discussion. And and I think it's also important to mention that we did these individually, Mm, which meant we find our own escapes. So all three of us, I think, some might be similar, but all three of us had personal escapes that we eliminated from our lives. Yes, 100%. So this was something that um, we had discussed this a couple of weeks ago, this topic 
And then last week when we went bowling, the GYST bowling tournament. Um, which you can see on Instagram. Which you can see on Instagram. <laughs> that was the day that we began this challenge. Um, and uh, I'm excited about it. I would like to continue with this challenge for myself as long as possible. And I, I think it provided a, a, a great sense of clarity for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get too much into it right now, but uh, Glenn, what well, are your thoughts, man? I know it I know. was it was definitely a challenge for me because um, I look at my escapism. You know, mine, just like many guys my age, is going to be video games. Yeah. Right? I go home. I use that as my stress relief, which can be a very positive thing, right? It can be very positive to relieve stress, but it also led into those moments where it just turned into mind numbing, hmm. where I just did it because you know what I'm already here I've got nothing else to do how did you identify this as your form of escapism I didn't play games for four days <laughs> just straight four <laughs> days I turned I turned them all off and I looked for other ways to deal with the stress sorry I meant how did you identify that that was your form of escapism before you Ooh. eliminated it as well? that's, that's, that's a very great. good question yeah. you know yeah. that's actually a very good I'm not question. used to um, having good questions <laughs> yeah. me neither good shit good shit <laughs> good shit good shit <laughs> can't stand you no it's uh i don't know it was this challenge that made me analyze it really um so had this not come up you might not have even because i was i was literally thinking of ways i could get by with playing video games because i was you know going damn it i'm gonna have to give up video games that's my escape i know that's my escape oh you told me about trying to start your channel and make money you said but i have to make money i said glenn you can make money next week damn it literally i was i was just about to start uh start broadcasting and and set up a patreon for my my stream but uh yeah i put it off for a week i i started to look into okay well normally i'd play this i'd feel stress relief after the first hour then after that why am i still playing for three hours four Hmm. hours five hours and then complaining about not having enough sleep for work the next morning (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> you played a video game until midnight, you got to wake up at four, <clears throat> right? And the excuse for me was always, ah, "I'm just relieving stress." Hmm. Well, it just wasn't the case. You know, it was for the first hour, sometimes two, depending on how bad the day was. So yeah, I, I just decided to cut out games completely for a few days and, and let it out. So what did this? What did this mean to you? And what did, well, it, it, gave, what did it, give you? It, it gave me a, you know, I, I guess a clearer view into how I'm dealing with my stress and how that's leading into a, a lazier lifestyle. Because oh. it's taking away from other things I could be doing. And it's affecting how much progress I'm making in other areas. I mean, this whole week, you know, I've been doing little bits and, and pieces to get my house ready for a barbecue I had on, on Memorial Day. I hate cleaning. I'm lazy. <laughs> I do. Yeah, Rohit loves cleaning. I should just call him and have him clean my house. <laughs> <sighs> He'll do it too. He'll show up with a you know those a bandolier of battery operated mm-hmm. vacuums just ready to go. French made outfit and all. Ooh, sexy. But um, I, I started looking at the time I could be spending doing other things, things that would actually have more of an impact on my life. And so what did you do? Well, first day I caught up on some sleep, <laughs> which was right after the the bowling tournament. 
But yeah, I just uh, was able to analyze yeah. the waste that that was doing. So I found other things to do. Like I'd work on my computer learning some new techniques with Photoshop or uh, After Effects, which I'm really starting to play around with. I tried listening to audiobooks, but then that <coughs> turned into mind-numbing experiences because I was too, doing it just to escape again, to fall into that story of this is what's happening in some fantasy here, and let me focus on that instead of what I need to do. But one escapism can turn into another, can turn into another even when you're trying to break yourself of a habit. So for you, escapism equal procrastination. Stress relief, procrastination, and a break from reality. Okay, well, I've got these three to four hours a day, and what am I doing with them? I'm playing video games when I get home. Do you miss your video games? Oh, it was it was really tough. And yes, I do miss them, at least for that stress relief. Yeah. Uh, and for the broadcast that I still haven't started, <laughs> which I planned on, I will start. Um but for the mind-numbing times, not really. I don't miss it. found other things that could help me continue to de-stress yeah. as well as advance my progression in other areas of my life. That's good. For me, this whole thing was, was so fantastic. It was very, kind of like what Glenn said, it was difficult at the beginning because, again, we're introducing new habits, new things that we aren't used to. Uh, I spoke with Sam T, our sound guy. Sam was Ganji. Had a, had a nice conversation with him and kind of let him know what we were planning for this episode. And what he said was interesting. So uh, long-time listeners will know our, our sound guy moved down to San Diego. And he said that now his life is completely different with the actions that he's taking. He used to also really play a lot of video games and stuff like that. But now... Because you're in a new environment, even though he moved back home, even though you're in a new environment, you're doing new things. It's it's a chance to kind of start clean. So he's always going to gym now, hanging out with friends that he hasn't hung out with in a while. And he said that had he still been up here, he'd still be repeating those same things. But mm-hmm. now, you know, sometimes it's just the, the change of environment that can trigger things for you as well. Uh, so for me, I really enjoyed this escapism exercise so so very much and it was very difficult at the beginning because i'm so used to for me audience it was not watching tv as well as music Um, and the reason why i picked those two things i don't listen to a ton of music but sometimes it's like okay which artist do i want to listen to oh no i don't really feel like listening to that maybe a playlist okay let me try to find a good playlist out there it just takes up time as well as when it's playing it's it's a bit of a distraction and the other thing with tv is I mean, I did. The first time it really hit me was after we went bowling. I automatically just went to the living room and I was like, "Alexa, turn on TV." And I was like, "Oh, I can't do that anymore." And I and that was the the first kind of eye opener because I did it without thinking. That was really I think what is at the heart of this episode is doing all things that you're not even thinking about. And so initially, it was extremely difficult. But then momentum started building like a snowball. Like the first day I woke up and I'm like, okay, I, I'm, I'm not going to turn on TV. Even though I just had TV going on in the background and maybe I'm on, my, I'm on my laptop working or whatever. Instead, I can't even tell you how many hours of sports radio I listen to. <laughs> which is amazing because my Mariners are, are playing incredibly well. Lights out, baby. 
that was really nice. And the momentum just started building to where at first it was difficult. Then the thought of, okay, now I'm going to sit down and watch TV. It, it felt uncomfortable almost. And so the momentum started building like a snowball. And I realized that there were certain things that I had lost love for. And there's three things in particular. Now, I, I still practiced these three things. But because I had to schedule time for it, it almost felt like a chore instead of something I wanted to do. So mm -hmm. one was reading. So now it's like, okay, can't watch TV. Let's read a book. Another, let's listen to audio CDs. I listen to a ton of audio CDs. But right now what I'm doing is I'm having to schedule that out. What, what do you mean by audio CDs? Books on CD? Uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like like Tony Robbins CDs, collections, Jim Rohn, you know, Got all it. these like personal development type stuff. Got it. Or or podcasts. So I didn't mean like like an audio book, but I meant like a personal development. Got it. You know. Now here's here's the biggest thing that I got back my love for. Baseball. Baseball is one of those sports where I feel listening to it on the radio is so much more enjoyable than watching it on TV. Because the people on the radio they tell the stories. They tell the history of it. They talk about the records. They describe everything. And baseball is enough to where, you know, you have about 20 seconds or so, 10, 20 seconds between pitches, where you can get a lot of history out of it, which is why I think baseball is so rich with history, is because you're getting a chance to dive in. And listening to these games on the radio, like, I forgot how much I loved it. And now if a game's on TV... It's mostly just on and you're busy doing our stuff. You know, you're not really sitting down to listen to it. But listening to the ball game, it's almost like you're there. There's these announcers, and we're so lucky in Seattle to have had Dave Niehaus and now Rick Riz. Oh, and that I'm so th also very thankful for this exercise. And it's something that I see myself completely being transformed moving forward. I'm really, really excited about this. That's awesome. I'm grinning ear to ear, y'all, right now hearing Rohit's explanation. I, when you tell me about how you enjoy listening to ball games, I think of my grandfather listening to the ball games, sitting in the kitchen in front of a TV that's not even on, and he's listening to the ball games on this little radio, probably the size of a book, mm -hmm. with one speaker in it and a goofy little antenna, mm. and it was like a manual dial with a little needle that went across the FM and AM scale. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he would just be listening to the ball game there. And that brought me back. So thank you for that, for one. Sidebar. But I had to, I had to share that because that was amazing. So thank you for that. And the way you described it reminded me of reading a really good book. Um, so that was awesome. Mine was extremely easy and extremely challenging. Uh, one of the reasons was exactly what Rohit said, is it's something that you do subconsciously. You don't even think about it. You just do it. So when I did this exercise, I wanted to make sure that I was not removing forms of escapism that add value to my life. Right? I keep saying this word time and over and over again, um, but it's important to me. So the way I identified my form of negative escapism, how I wanted to rule that out was I took a look at my day to day. And I said, okay, well, what do I do? Okay, well, I go home. These things need to be done. I'm not going to stop cooking dinner, you know, outside of work because I can't quit my job. What am I doing? Is there something I'm doing in that eight hours at work that robs me of productivity? Is there something I'm doing at home that robs me of my attention to the people that I love, that I need to be present with? 
I don't watch TV. My TV got turned on um, yesterday to catch highlights from um, Golden State. It was on for a little bit, but I forgot it was on because I was doing other stuff, and then I just went and turned the TV off. But one thing that I recognized that was really robbing me of a lot of time and a lot of productivity was my phone use. I use my phone for everything. I don't even know where my laptop is at because I'm too lazy to pick up my laptop to accomplish the same thing that I can accomplish on my phone. But my phone is also too convenient. It has too many other detractors, I guess, if you will, for me. And I don't have the discipline to accomplish the simple task on my phone and then put it down and leave it the fuck alone. So for me, cutting out my uh, excess use of my phone as a negative form of escapism was a challenging task. The very night we did this exercise after bowling, on the way home, I stopped at a place called Element Frozen Yogurt and Juice Bar in downtown Puyallup, right across here from Pioneer Park. I ordered them. It takes a while to make them. I sat down. I looked around for a second. I picked up my phone. Instinctively picked up my phone, unlocked it, and went, I don't remember what, I think it was Instagram or something like that that I opened. I can't remember. I was like, oh shit, what am I doing? Closed it and I immediately called you. And I was like, bro, hey, bro, <laughs> we're not even, you know, like hardly any time in and I'm already resorting to this behavior. Like, this is crazy. I recognize it, which is fantastic. But the fact that I did it without even thinking was extremely eye-opening. So got off the phone with road hit, proceeded to sit down and wait and relax and wait for my juice. And it was a little awkward at first because I didn't have something to distract me. We're not used to sitting in public places and not looking down at our phones, mm-hmm. doing something to distract us. So that was something that was challenging for me, but really not that bad. I mean, I got over it pretty quickly. Um, the other moments of clarity I had were TMI, dropping a deuce. I look at my phone, stupid shit, every time I go drop a deuce. When was the last time you sat on the toilet without a phone or a magazine or a book? I can't remember, personally. I don't know about you guys. I always haven't. So that, for me, was kind of like, oh, what do I do now? Well, obviously, I take a poop. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Right? It's like, wow, I didn't realize this was such a fast process. Yeah, no clue. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to be in the bathroom for 25 minutes. Right. <laughs> watching YouTube video after YouTube video or whatever it is, right? Um, things like that I noticed. A lot of things that I noticed I wrote down were um, confusion, uncertainty, my attention, my love and compassion, but I also developed resentment. Oh, wow. And I developed resentment towards Emily. Because every night, we go to bed, we lay down, and it's like, okay, good night, love you, lay down, blah, blah. And we both resort to our phones. Well, she did. All week. Hmm. Every fucking night. I didn't. Grab my phone. Yeah. No, it it was tough, right? And it wasn't that I felt like I needed it, but I didn't know what else to do initially. Right. So after that, it was fine. I would go, I would set my alarm and I would ask myself consciously, okay, what am I using my phone for as a tool, as a device that improves my life? And what am I using it for as a device that just kills time? So I would make sure that I was consciously making that effort. So email, personal email, something I constantly get behind on. I did not cut out 
the use of my phone to manage email because I didn't rule that as an escape. And because of that, I stayed on top of my email more than anything because I was able to actually follow up with emails, delete junk emails, clean things out because I didn't spend 30 minutes on some bullshit application or playing solitaire or looking through an Instagram or Snapchat feed or whatever the hell it was. So those were a lot of things I gathered. One other time that was huge for me this past week, it was the middle of the week. I had just gotten in this book I'd been wanting to read. I heard about it from um, Nipsey Hussle and Charlemagne the God. It was called The Way of the Superior Man. And I'm like a third of the way through it so far. But I came home to a nice, quiet, empty house. Normally, I lay on the couch that's up against my wall, just below the, my picture of the, the continents, because I love maps. And I sit on my phone, and I just look at stupid shit. It's quiet. I don't even turn the TV on. I usually don't even turn the light on. Sometimes I'll open the blinds. And uh, I'll just lay there and look at my phone for a while. I didn't have that to resort to, if you will, as my form of escape. That was a time I found myself wanting to replace it with something. But I replace it with, I would consider something positive, reading a book. I don't read enough books. This book I was really excited to read because I believe it can provide a lot of value to my life and a lot of perspective. So I um, I went, it was a beautiful day out. I went and I sat him out at a Adirondack chair in the backyard in front of the fire pit and I read a book. That was probably the most profound moment for me because although we were cutting out escapism, I truly, truly escaped in this book. I've read the book. uh, Sorry, I've read, I've had multiple reading sessions of this book since then. None of them were as clear as that reading session. I didn't know that anything else was going on around me other than this book when I read it the first time when I came home that day and realized I'm not going to look at my phone. What am I going to do? Okay, well, I just got this book because I bought the book because of that. I've been wanting to buy it, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy it this week. So that session of, of reading was phenomenal. And I've tried to capture that same feeling again, but there's a lot of times when I've began reading the book, there's a lot of other things going on, a lot of distractions that, I'm able to really hone in for a short period of time, but not as long as I was initially. Um, so that's something I recognize. Those are a few really profound moments for me. The very first moment at the Froyo Bar, the fucking day we started this challenge. Those times at night when Emily's on her phone, and this is not her challenge, this is my challenge, but I initially felt resentment and anger and frustration towards her. But why? This, this is up to me to do this is not something that she wants to do so I had to let go of all that but I also realized how much attention and love and compassion I was robbing others of by not being present and that was beyond huge for me all that from not using a phone for more than (laughs) phone calls text messages and I think that was the other really huge thing is it It required me to take a serious look at my actions and their intentions. And I think that is the biggest lesson in all of this. Especially where you said the intentions behind those actions. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
one of the things that, that I found really interesting in this, as I was sharing this challenge with, with some of my other friends, there, there were a couple things that I heard. And one of them was always, oh, I don't really watch that much TV. And I'm like, well, it, the purpose of this exercise is not to eliminate TV. What else are you doing in your life that's a form of escapism? Mm-hmm. And people were getting defensive without realizing. They're like, oh, no, like nothing. I'm always on top of stuff. Do you feel like you have enough time? Oh, no, I don't have time for anything. I'm too busy. That's the purpose of this. What really amazed me is I never say that I'm busy. I will never say that. I say I've been productive. At the same time, like there are so many things on my to-do list that have just always have always been there. Like, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but in the week or so since recording, I put up a, a painting in my hallway that I've had for a long time. The whales. The whales, yeah. So I finally did I that. Like, oh, that's new. I got a new shelf for, for my office and started organizing stuff. Like, by not using escapism, I had so much more time than I thought I did. All my excuses now are out the window. Did you have energy as well? I, I felt so much better. Crazy, right? Yeah. I felt the same thing. And the thing is, is like I'm looking at people who say that they don't have enough time to, to do stuff or, or whatever the case is. And, and Kyle, you always say this, and I'm so thankful that you do because every time you do, it gets deeper and deeper into my subconscious. Anytime that you don't do something that, that you said you would do ahead of time or whatever, you always say, I didn't make this a priority. And you didn't used to do that. You used to be like, oh, I, you know, I just forgot or, oh, I didn't have time for this or whatever, you know. But then you start catching yourself in the middle. And now you just say it, especially when you're talking to me. Because I feel like in our relationship, we have a certain set of vocabulary that we use. And you always be mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't make this a priority. That's why I didn't accomplish this. By doing this exercise, ladies and gentlemen, I will guarantee like the three of us have so much going on. Glenn's got a crazy schedule where he wakes up at like four in the morning and spends like two hours each way in traffic or something like that, you mm-hmm. know, and like we've all got incredible stuff. We're, we're not boasting about being, you know, that uh, schedule filled. But what we're saying is if, if the three of us felt like before we did this exercise that we did not have enough free time, I bet that's changed because now I realize how much free time I do have that I'm just not taking advantage of. It's truly fascinating. It's, um, it, it freed up some time for sure. But I think what it did was allowed me to enjoy other things that I was doing more because I was there. It, it wasn't, I'm laying on the couch looking at my phone and Emily's doing the dishes and she's like, hey, can you gather garbage? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. It was, you know, okay, I'm home. What can I do to help? Let me check the garbage. Let me take a look if I can wipe the table down. You know, whatever it is, right? Stay on top of these things that actually need to be done. And then when I'm done, I just, I had a feeling of satisfaction. And things like that, those build a much stronger bond. And those little gestures, I think, go a long way. And they change not only the dynamic of the relationship, but they change that person's outlook on you. Right? So this was huge for me. This was absolutely huge for me. I want to continue it. There were a couple of times where I asked myself, why? Why am I doing this? Because I would still find myself constantly going, 
Oh, and then sliding over where my apps are and wait, nope, nope. Where I would tap one and I would, oh, wait, wait, what am I doing? And then double tap and close it immediately. Like, ah, and put it down. And then I, I, I would ask myself, okay, that's a behavior that I'm recognizing now that is toxic to me. How do I cut that behavior out? And that's not saying that I can never look at Snapchat again or never look at Instagram again, or I can never, you know, activate my Facebook again. That's just saying that I need to make sure I leverage these luxuries wisely rather than allow them to consume me. Do you, you notice a lot of our escapisms are luxuries? 100%. Oh. 100%. If we, if we start thinking about other places in the world where maybe what we use as escapism is not available and what those people are doing with their time mm-hmm. just to scrape by. Yeah. Think of how good we really do have it if we're able to use escapisms daily. Every single day. It's kind of humbling to think about. You got people out there doing everything they can in their lives just to make it. I think one of the biggest things, and this is getting off a little bit of track, but still on the same track, as we begin to wrap up here, for me, one of the biggest things that I recognize is, is probably especially in Indian culture as well, food derived from older generations takes all day to make. You guys were talking about a bean dish earlier today. Mm. It takes a very, very long time to prepare. Why? Because there wasn't television, there wasn't phones, there wasn't all this technology in bullshit to kill your time with. Yeah. So you prepared meals that took most of the day because you had the ability to do so. Today we don't. Mm-hmm. Today we pick up Taco Bell, Jack in the Box, because we have filled our lives with so much bullshit that doesn't mean anything, that so we continue to fill our bodies with bullshit that doesn't provide the nourishment that we need. So that, like you saying that, is huge. I get w- bottles of water delivered to my house. That sounds bougie as fuck. It is, but it's delicious and it's convenient. There are people who literally have to walk to a river, fetch water, and boil it so they can drink it. That, to me, <clears throat> is fascinating. And our entire shift in our lifestyle is due to these luxuries that we continue to consume on a daily basis. It's huge. So I didn't mean to get on the whole sidebar like that, but you saying that, like, <laughs> that's that shit is... I think that's that was what, a huge takeaway for me as well. I think that's what helped me get through setting aside my escapisms. Yeah. It's thinking about, you know what, what am I doing with my life if there are people out there that don't have this and they're barely getting by? How can I not give up this for a little bit? And, and ask yourself, what do you consider barely getting by? Because it's quite possible that they are more spiritually and emotionally whole than any of us. It is quite possible. Oh, yeah. May, may I add some real quick? Yeah, please. And, and I know you're, you're trying to wrap up. Um, bowling day. Yeah. Glenn came over to my house early. Okay. And we were waiting for, for Amit to show up so, so we can all drive down together. We couldn't watch TV. We had like two hours. What are we going to do? We talked. We played cards. We like did other things. And what's what was great about that is we're sitting there, we're laughing, we're we're playing some Uno and, and having a good time. 
And that experience would not have happened if we had both just been sitting there watching TV, which is something we probably normally would be doing. We'd watch yeah. MLB Network or whatever. But now we're like interacting with each other. We're, we're talking to each other. We're having a good time with each other. That's awesome. And I was at the bowling alley by myself, unable to use my phone. This episode, I think, was huge for all of us in our in our own ways. And I think we all found clarity here. And I think we'll all find continue to find clarity. I mean, I, I get tidbits from both your story, Glenn, and Rohit's story that I, I will take with me as I continue this journey uh, with this little device here. So, ladies and gentlemen, the episode was about an escapism challenge. Find what it is in your life that you are using as an escape from your life that is not providing any value to you. See if you can cut that out for a week. I guarantee you it will help you find a better appreciation for everything that you have in your life. It will provide you with more time to accomplish the things that are really necessary. And it will also provide clarity around the people that are important in your life. So, As you're listening to this episode, I challenge each and every one of our listeners to go out and do that. Think about your day-to-day. What is it that you can cut out and what can you gain from that? I think that's the biggest thing. It's not just cutting something out just to do it. It's what what are you truly gaining from it? Once again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to another episode of the GYST Podcast. Get your shit together. One of the greatest podcasts on the face of this earth and this galaxy. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.